Hello, everybody. Welcome to Jay Wellness Pro After Hours Podcast, uh, the show where we talk about wellness, the eight dimensions of wellness. Uh, this is a little new mini series I had talked about on my social media. I'm going to be starting where we cover uh, the eight or sometimes nine dimensions of wellness uh, on my journey after becoming a wellness coach here. Uh, and this, you know, in particular, the last episode, I think I, I talked about, I was going to be partnering, uh, talking about financial wellness. Right now, I am going to have to move that one a little bit further until I am able to meet up with said person. This week, I wanted to talk about us, about social wellness. And of course, social wellness refers to the relationships we have and how we interact with others. Uh, our relationships can offer support during difficult times. And social wellness involves building healthy, nurturing, and supportive relationships, as well as fostering a genuine connection to those around you. Uh, and in particular, um, I just wanted to have this little mini series about something you know more personal in my life. Um, since a lot of y'all don't know me or the ones who do know me that, um, I am a big fan of skateboarding and, um, I was on vacation, uh, a while back. That's why I haven't been on, uh, I took a little vacation and unfortunately I was not able to go out. So it was more of a staycation, but the, uh, the vacation I was planning to go on was to, uh, Salt Lake city to go see Tony Hawk, uh, and his vert alert. Uh, as you all know, Tony Hawk, professional skateboarder. Who does not know who that is? Um, but for the ones who don't know, of course, Tony Hawk is a legendary skateboarder um, who started on the Bones Brigade back in the 80s and made his own uh, skateboarding empire from Birdhouse and, of course, the very popular Tony Hawk Pro Skater video game. So that's just a little intro for that. But, yeah, Tony, um, vert skateboarding or vertical skateboarding, as you um, are probably familiar with, was more popular back in the late 70s and 80s and kind of died out a little bit in the 90s where what's called a giant half pipe, which we'll probably see on screen here if you're watching on uh, my social media pages, was a giant half pipe where, you know, those skaters originally started skating out of pools uh, back in the late 70s and 80s because, you know, surfing, what they do when they're off season from surfing, they start skating um, in pools and that's how that whole culture kind of grew. And, um, you know, vert skateboarding, of course, kind of died out where street skating was more popular in skate parks. Um, we can see even in the Olympics how they have street and now park skating. Uh, but the reason I'm giving you that kind of backstory is to, you know, when that's where I was supposed to be, I was such a big advocate of skateboarding. And recently, I mean, not even like just today, I was watching uh, a couple of YouTube videos. Of course, once I watched that whole vert alert competition, that algorithm just starts flooding my page with all videos related to Tony Hawk. And um, I was watching a YouTuber like just just not even 20 minutes ago uh, who uh, is more of a, a rock, um, a punk rock, rock kind of uh, YouTuber who talks about different music. And he had a video about the music. And as everyone who may not know, the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater video games that came out in the uh, late 90s, um, had an amazing soundtrack just, uh, from different artists, from uh, the Dead Kennedys, Less Than Jake, um, and even like uh, newer or even older artists. That um, What I loved about the video game is that it introduced a culture, and that's what we're talking about, social wellness. It introduced a bigger culture in skateboarding. And f after watching that video, I, I know he... The, since the guy had a rock kind of punk channel, 
he he talked a little bit about the uh, hip hop music in there and how he said he didn't feel there was a big impact that it did compared to the rock music, which, okay, that's an understandable argument. I didn't feel anything offense to it. I don't think he was being malicious, but I think his perspective, of course, not being a person of color, knew the impact of music and uh, culture that skateboarding had brought in the black community. And I'm like, okay, well, this is a good opportunity where I can kind of share um, my perspective, which is uh, pretty cool. So growing up uh, in the 90s, of course, you know, I'm, I'm a late 80s, early 90s uh, baby, born in uh, 89. So of course, once 99 hit, uh, that was a big monument, um, big monumental moment in skateboarding. Tony Hawk, of course, landed the 900. The video game came out after. Oh, it's such a big shock in culture. And as my perspective, growing up in the early 90s and 94, I remember seeing a young kid. I think my, my mom was picking up my sister from school. And I remember seeing a uh, you know, young black boy who was probably around my age. He didn't know how to skateboard, but he got he had a skateboard with him. He didn't know how to skate on the thing, but he got on his belly and started pushing off. And I was like, whoa, that's something I want to do. Uh, from that, that, that day in 1994, I remember getting the bug to skate. And uh, of course, in that time, skateboarding, of course, you know, socially speaking with social wellness here, was always traditionally that quotation, a white sport. And I would hear that term, oh, no, that's skateboarding. That's, oh, that's a white sport. And that's coming from not just people of color telling me this growing up. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Uh, still, I, I want to do it. And of course, after that big explosion uh, in skateboarding uh, in the 90s with Tony Hawk, the 900, uh, the X Games, which is basically the before the skateboard was in the Olympics, extreme sports had their own kind of game, the extreme games before it got renamed. So I just remember, you know, after I think it was around maybe I was in fifth grade. Uh, I remember being at school. We had this little after school activity. Um, well, not after school, kind of like end of day activity where everyone in the K through sixth grade class would switch classes and you'd have a teacher who would teach a business. Right. So I remember in my class, we had our own currency and everything, which is really cool. I'm going to talk about that in another video, probably in our financial wellness uh, video. But anyway, I remember I had a classmate of mine who was in the sports business class and uh, he would bring in sporting equipment like hockey sticks, rollerblades. Uh, old soccer balls and the one day is remember this is 99 2000 Tony Hawk Pro Skater is this the game out he brought a skateboard and of course he was going to sell it in our little uh after school market with we had like our own school currency that was only worked at school I literally told him, I'm like, hey, man, I will pay you real money, like $5 right now to have that skateboard. And that's where I got my first board from. It was probably one of those like department store skateboards that had plastic wheels and like 50 millimeter wheels that basically went nowhere. You'd pedal and pedal on a flat incline and, and just just stop. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was my first board. And at that time, I know my uh, my dad. In the military, he was uh, overseas at that time, and my, my I think my mom was you know she she had taken a, a dip in the hospital, so I was at a friend's house who was also a skater, 
And we would always, you know, go skateboarding down our, the hill in my neighborhood and do a little bit of street losing. And, of course, you know, we weren't the greatest skaters, but I learned and there was always someone in my neighborhood who could skate. Um, so with that backstory, uh, growing up at that time, being in a predominantly, you know, white school in the Pacific Northwest, uh, not a lot of representation. So... What I appreciate those what those video games had was representation. I know the first game it was a lot more rock and punk um, music. When the second game came out is when there was a lot more hip hop, and I think that's why when I commented on the the gentleman's video, um, it was more about like you know tell me more about the history. Uh, there was more you know skating then. It was more of okay, it's it's more about the the representation. One, I learned so much about popular punk. Uh, rock artists like No Effects. Uh, one of my best friends is a big No Effects fan, and I learned more about Rage Against the Machine. Being someone who's a young who didn't have access to go buy a CD. Yes, if you're young listeners, yes, that's what we did. But um, I didn't have that access to go. I, you know, my my parents were a little older. My dad's a big smooth jazz fan, so I grew up on a lot of smooth jazz. And of course, my mom was into gospel, so like that's that's all I knew growing up. Having an older sibling who didn't know about, of course, R&B, hip-hop, a big scene helped in having a brother-in-law, too, as well, who knew those uh, those artists and uh, culture. But when it came to, like, rock music and, uh, you know, the traditional ones, like the metal, you didn't have that, um, I guess, other than friends uh, that I grew up with in my neighborhood. So when those games came out, it was like, okay, that so many different artists got to be uh, shared and um, I know in the gentleman's video I'm telling you about, um, I, I need to, I'm going to put his link to his video. It's a really great video. And I don't feel like he was being malicious or anything. It was just a perspective he was talking about because he has a channel about rock. But it was more around the second and third and fourth game and on where I saw more hip hop. I saw more artists of color in these video games. And that was such an impact because, you know, it was I remember even when I moved to the east, southeast, um, on the east coast, I would see people of color seeing me skateboarding, and sometimes they would shout out of their car, "Fall," you know, or "Oh, you're black here. What are you doing skateboarding? You should be playing basketball." And this is people of color telling me this, which was so bizarre because I was so detached from. Okay, if I'm a, a black man, how sports? and culture mixed into the identity of a lot of people. And because I've always, I've always been the guy who always chose something unorthodox, just different. Uh, you know, I, I play airsoft. I, I don't ever, I've never been the traditional person. I, you know, I, I had a, back in high school, my, my cousin was on the football team and the track team and played basketball. And he was like that athlete. And there was never that even between him and I, there wasn't a big divide between the jocks and the you know nerds or something like that. I was always a nerdy kid, but I was that nerdy kid who would bring his skateboard to school. But you couldn't put me really in a category. Yes, I did. I did musical theater, but I wasn't a a, a geeky kid who was good at grades. My grades weren't great, especially uh, math. I was not a not didn't excel there, so I didn't fit into really any stereotypes. So when they when I saw him, uh, especially when football games were up. Him and a couple other classmates would see me on the field, you know, when they, they'd run through the big old, uh, that the big sign that the cheerleaders would make. 
and the band was on the side. So it was the cheerleaders, the football team, and the band. So of course I'm in uniform. I think by the way, my senior my senior year, I was a drum major. And they'd come up to me and fist bump me because we had classes together. And it was never a, a, a strict divide between, oh, this is a nerdy band kid. You know, we didn't have that. It was just like, okay, we're all, we all graduating. We didn't have that, which I, I thank God because not a lot of schools have that. But it was, it was cool to, um, you know, just, just have that, 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 that uh, I guess, representation and kind of breaking that mold because – I remember even growing up in elementary school when somebody else saw me skateboarding because you were a black male skateboarding. It was such an impact to where it's as those video games kept coming out, it went from being, oh, that's just a white sport to, oh, yeah, I, they shout out Kareem Campbell being who was uh, one of the main skate, uh, black skateboarders in that game when they first came out. They'd shout that out or, oh, yeah, I heard that song in a Tony Hawk game and it was so cool seeing the culture transform from something that was always traditionally a, what they call a white sport. And I don't know, I just, I, I wanted to get on here and just, you know, talk about how that developed, um, you know, sharing cultures. I, I have friends to this day uh, that I, I've met through life who talk about that video game, talk about the impact of music and how it shaped culture and um, artists that they've learned. And I think it's such a, a piece that I wanted to add in on that perspective of how, you know, when I, when another, you know, I had a classmate who um, was always a traditional kind of sports, basketball, football. And of course, we you know, he was, he was black, like me. And I remember that whole summer when I started finally getting better skateboards from the skate park, they built the skate park uh, on the uh, the the base, the military base that I lived on, and I remember he had, his mom knew my mom, and I remember my mom told me he asked his mother for a skateboard, and you're like, okay, this is cool, but I remember his, his my my mom told me his mom said, do you remember what color you are, and it, it was just it broke my heart that that was such a divide between, okay, yes, skateboarding culture i mean there's there's skateboarding there's, there's no race in skateboarding anyone can ride a skateboard longboard if you're doing uh tricks vert park street there's no there's no preference on it i know when it came to the culture definitely in the more hardcore skating in the late 70s and 80s and especially in the 90s when we had that kind of rock grunge uh no rules dudes were getting arrested because they would hop over things to go skate in zones and of course yeah there was a lot of heavy metal uh rock punk so i think all that got formulated into like a stereotype um which it's not even necessarily a stereotype it, it there is culture in skateboarding and celebration of that kind of music of that kind of you know mentality i, I really want to do this trick there's passion in it but yeah there was a negative stereotype that came with it that there was this kind of no rules, I don't care about the law, all that stuff, which exists. We can't not say that it didn't. Um, and I know when it came to moments about all right, getting pulled over, um, stopped by the cops, or getting kicked out by the cops, which I had friends who would do that. And uh, I have a close friend of mine who had a story about, um, which I'd love to have them on the podcast, 
who shared a story about um, him and a couple other friends who were skating, got pulled over by cops, uh, actually got stopped by the cops, and all the uh, the kids who were white got to go home. They, they, they took them home, but the one kid who was black, they took him to the station. And I think that's where that reality really sets in uh, with that culture shock of, okay, we know that's there. We, we know this uh, illicit bias exists. So I think that's, and this once again, this is a one, this is not going to be just one video. This is going to be a whole series. But I, I would love to have someone on the show who, is, who works in social, who, who, who works in the uh, social environment, um, uh, like a sociologist or someone who's got a great uh, perspective on sports. Someone's got a great perspective on rock music. Like I, I want to have a whole uh, people on the show guest star. But yeah, just I think that's where that that divide kind of came. It, um, at least in the black community, you know, because we weren't going, you know, <laughs> being black, you weren't going to jump no fence. And some some people did. Some people who were black did do it. And I know me, it wasn't going to be me jumping some fencer in a no skateboarding zone just to do this trick. When they built that park uh, on, the, on, the, on the military base, oh, that's where I would, I would go. I'd skate in the rain. And, um, but I wouldn't, I'm going to pull it over on a cop. <laughs> that wasn't going to be me. Uh, but yeah, I, I, that, that's where a perspective I have. So, you know, leave it in the comments down on my social media about where you want uh, to see the next uh, page about this and talking about our social environments, right? Um, as we've stated uh, before, that definition, social wellness refers to the relationships we have and how we interact with others and uh, just that appreciation. And I think in that video, you know, he didn't mean anything um, like a... a I didn't feel illicit bias. I felt he shared like, hey, leave in the comments below about how, you know, since he was a rock related page, he knows about rock music. He's a rock music, um, especially 80s, 90s rock music um, expert. So I know when he shared like, I know when he shared saying he didn't feel the impact of hip hop music in the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games. I think because, he, you know, I, he, he shared his perspective. He, he commented uh, back to me. He, he responded. But I, I think I was sharing my personal perspective of being that when those games, one, not only introduced me to a bigger library of rock, punk, ska, metal, to someone who's of color who didn't know these bands like my other friends did who were not of color, but also having those songs from NWA, Jurassic uh, Five, De La Soul, A Tribe Called Quest, having that black representation helped kind of, not kind of, but helped bridge that gap between the common person who didn't skate and who only has a very narrow perception of uh, skate culture. People who knew about skate culture or just that type of music, and then people over here on this side who knew more about hip hop we could bridge because we had a central place to go to was the Tony Hawk pro skater games. And it's such a, you know, someone like me who was already a person of color who didn't fit a stereotype, who did unorthodox sports and hobbies. I, I loved being that, you know, that representation for people of color who 
felt okay if I'm doing something that's non you know a black thing which I, I I hate having those black or white things in there I hate using those words but it's more of you know that illicit bias things that had illicit bias that were predominantly white or predominantly black and I love breaking that mold and like getting people who were of color excited about skateboarding and um you know getting I need to adjust my mic here getting more people into that of color and also people who were not well versed with just black culture in general they would see me and be like oh shoot this is the one little bridge we have where we can talk to one another about something and I can really learn about black culture I can learn more about it uh, the illicit bias that they might have had they begin to learn more they get and I love being that little that little segue between that which such a gr uh, great feeling uh, but yeah this is going to be a a series we're going to have um, you know I just had to get on the mic about this one after one that video and two you know not being able to attend uh, Tony Hawk's Vert Alert so I hope Tony Hawk gets to hear this podcast <laughs> at some point and, and you know I'm going to be at the next uh, Vert Alert Tony um, but I just wanted to share that perspective of somebody who, you know, what I loved about skateboarding, it was that sport that people can uh, go into who didn't fit into traditional sports. Um, I, I remember watching all those uh, skate videos on the Tony Hawk uh, game. Whenever you beat the game, you would unlock a video from one of the pro skaters, and they would talk about, hey, I didn't fit into traditional sports. Rodney Mullen talked about that. Uh, professional freestyle skater in the 80s uh, and still skates today. And he talked about, you know, you didn't fit in traditional sports. Tony Hawk talked about that and how skateboarding was this. It's unorthodox. It's kind of edgy. It's fun. It's got a culture to it. So, you know, that perspective and what those video games had since he had this vert alert. And yes, I was unfortunate. I could not attend. Um, but the fact that I was so passionate uh, and and still supported, watched, streamed it live, and um, that's a piece of me that's never gonna go away, and I love it. So yeah, we're gonna come back to this at some point. Um, I hope to have people who are sports, um, like uh, sports podcasters, uh, uh, social workers, uh, people who are in music, art. It's such a big passion, and this is where we need to be in sharing those cultures and sharing those perspectives. Um, yeah, we're going to cut it right there. We're at 24 minutes. All right, once again, yeah, you can find me at jwellnessbro.com uh, for sessions that we have on uh, social. Uh, we talk about the uh, eight dimensions of wellness and a couple other sessions out there. Uh, fitness, nutrition, readiness. And um, yeah, we plan to do this series where we talk about the eight dimensions of wellness. And this one is our social wellness. Once again, refers to uh, how we interact with one another. And this is uh, what I love about this whole channel and page. I see a lot of wellness coaches out there, and which I love that the knowledge of wellness is getting out there. Uh, but there's that perspective that I felt this um, industry was missing, um, you know, I don't want to only talk about just health um, 
in the perspective of essential oils or um, alternative medicine, you know, our wellness can start with our social interactions and, of course, of social justice as something, you know, people of color experience, people of the LGBTQ perspective experience every day that affects our mental and emotional health. Um, you know, this is where we got to start. And I want to be this voice and beacon to help um, that understanding. And if I can get on here and talk about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and someone out here goes, oh, yeah, I played that game. That's helping me bridge that gap and getting this message out there and sharing my perspective. And I'd love to hear about your perspective of the game and um, what the game, the music, the culture had to it and how it impacted you. So feel free to leave some comments down below on all my social media. And uh, I look forward to hearing back from you soon to continue this. So I do wish you all uh, good health. And uh, I wish you all good health and success. Take care.